السلام عليكم Welcome to Architects Really Talk Podcast I'm your host Meitha Luta And with me are the talented Sarah Al-Ahmed, Ragad Adesan and Zain Al-Laham Welcome everyone, thank, <laughs> thank you, you for joining me <laughs> Thank you for so, Those three architects are incredible So we've gone through the experience of university together We're, We've graduated, the four of us, from oh, the Yes, UOS, the University of Sharjah, uh, with a bachelor's degree of architectural engineering. It's been one year since we've graduated, and we've all been working in different sectors, different positions around the UAE for this year, and we want to talk about our experience. So before we begin, I want to ask each one of you why you chose architectural engineering, and let's start with Sarah. At the very first beginning, I never wanted to enter anything related to engineering. Engineering was a no to me, it was a big no. Um, and I remember telling my physics teacher, this is my last physics uh, class, this is my last <laughs> physics exam, I will never have to deal with physics again. And then it came to the time where we should put our major in the graduation video. So I did not have any major in mind. But I knew 100% and I was sure that I didn't want anything my friend was like, put interior or architecture. I was like, I don't want design only. She was like, then architecture engineering. I was like, no, I don't want engineering. Well, it was there in the video for the sake that I have a major, you know? It's like everyone is like putting their major and they know what they want to say, so it was there. Um, and I registered for mass communication, actually, AUS. I woke up to pay, to go to AUS and pay the um, fees. But I ended up in US, and then I was like, at the same day, I did not reach AUS. <laughs> I got lost. I I, I reached uh, <laughs> oh AUS. I, I paid there. I was like, okay, let me pay the fees for architecture engineering. And then I went back home. I started reading about architecture. <laughs> <laughs> after the just after reading, I got it. Was really interesting. Like when I was reading about the courses and all of this, I was like, okay, it's a nice major. It's I crazy. Think architecture has this. Uh, it's combining art and engineering. Mm-hmm. This is something, the same thing that happened to me actually. Yeah. Like uh, when I finished the school, I was like, okay, I want to go for fine arts. Mm-hmm. I, um, I know that I'm interested in arts and I want to study it. But of course, the, our parents would be like, no, you, 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 come on, you need to be an engineer. It's either an engineer or a doctor. I mean, what, what is an artist? My dad was telling me, um, like you need to study something that is a real science. Mm-hmm. I understood that after, but like I, yeah, so he was like the closest thing to the art is like architecture engineering has some kind of artistic sense. You can actually draw things there. I was like, okay, as long as it includes some kind of drawings. Compromise. Yeah, and actually I think that it's true. I mean, it has this artistic part in it. It, it has does. some kind of creativity. It, it has design it in it. And so. mashallah, Ragad, with your vision, your artistic vision, I guess, alhamdulillah, you end up in engineering. <laughs> well, like, it's even though now I'm trying to run away from engineering. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah. Another thing about architecture: you get in, you get stuck, and then you try to escape. Um, I don't mind knowing about it. Like, okay, it's good when you know, you understand the technicality of it. Mm-hmm. You know how the building is engineered and everything. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get my hand into Practices. engineering. You know, right. Like, and it's amazing that you can. You yes. can, you, you know, the skip choice. through the things that you don't like in uh, engineering exactly. and architecture. Yeah. And you can pick what you want to do in the future. So mm-hmm. you're good. That's you're good. still an artist. <laughs> I'm trying to be. I, I yeah. thought about this like many times. Maybe sometimes I don't regret it. I yeah. like architecture and I love it now. But maybe I would have developed more in my artworks if I went for arts. 
right? That's the only part that I'm still like kind of trying to push more. But um, I think knowing all of these things, maybe I wouldn't have known all about that if I went for art school only. Right. So. Yeah, that's and I think you know, you are an artist with an architect's background. Mm-hmm. I think it's it, it has so much value it's in it. Unique. Yeah. It is unique. Yeah, true. yeah. And you can play into it. I just right. need to focus on both somehow and then try to push both fields. I can't wait to see what you do. I can Thank already you. imagine. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, um, what about you, Zane? Uh, I heard about architecture since like um, grade 6-7. Mm-hmm. One of that was in my What is that? <laughs> with the idea of designing yeah. a building or like an interior space. But I never really understood the mix between architecture and engineering. I had two choices between like engineering or like being a doctor. You don't have any other choice. Yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up with the architecture because it's the most creative engineering. Did and any creative. of you regret architecture? At some point, but not seriously. It was just, yeah, it was just, I think, uh, physics one or something. <laughs> when, I d- when I took the midterm for physics one, I regretted my life, but then I'm fine now. Can you take an engineering course? I was like, yeah. why am I, why am I here? Yeah, right? I questioned why didn't I go into architecture yeah. instead of architecture and engineering, exactly, yeah. right? Maybe sure. I could have learned more art, more design. Yeah. But I feel like um, I don't really like to regret because look at the community that we found in U.S. Look at the opportunities. Even my job, I feel like I got it because of U.S. Because being in, uh, uh, for example, joining Solar Decathlon Middle East. That's something you cannot, right? All of these amazing experiencing, experiences of being a student in U.S. It's sometimes, you know, you feel like, okay, there are bad things, but, right? Right? Right. I appreciated this, yeah, by the way. If I we really fast forward after university, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. we are architects, but we still deal with engineers. Yeah. We, we're putting a building together. Right. So you need to you know. understand what they're saying. Yeah, at mm-hmm. least when they are talking, you, you don't do that, the engineering yeah. things, you don't do the other fields, yeah, but you. Yeah, you coordinate them. <laughs> <laughs> we are all exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you know, you understand. You don't feel like I'm talking about something. I'm sorry, I'm talking about architecture. I'm sorry, I'm talking about architecture. A year before oh. I graduate, I started working on this. I cannot do it anymore. And then one of my friends, she was like, You reached until year four, and you did an amazing job. Your designs and presentation, everything. And now you're going to give up? And then I went back to M8 like nothing happened. I still have this part of me that I'm interested in law, you know? You know, something I wanted to tell you is that even, you know, architecture is like such a huge field and you can pick and choose whatever, mm-hmm. interior, urban, and I feel like there is a lot of law in architecture, mm-hmm. Yes. right? Yes. Yeah. I was like searching about it more so I could like right? go into the yeah. So there is. Architecture is there, always there. Right? <laughs> even I remember you're interested in urban design. So for, for me, um, right now in my current job, what I'm doing is basically following the Dubai building code and uh, following it like, exactly, yeah. it is laws but and regulations. I feel like the 
laws and regulations, it, like, it restricts you to what you design and mm-hmm. what you create. It does. Yeah, yeah. a lot. But, يعني, getting the court to Basically, museum of the future esque. Yes. <laughs> it's like you have a budget, stick to the budget. Right. Yeah, you, you have a client, you have yeah. the cost, you have the materials, all of this. Okay, can I get a map? Mm-hmm. Basically. <laughs> I personally uh, encourage in Yeah, but you know what I've realized? When you have restrictions, you have to be smart to go beyond them, to design beyond them. But not break them. But not break yes. them. And that creates really smart architecture. And really, uh, like for example, I've seen this, uh, I think in a journal or something, really random, but um, <laughs> the idea of, you know the houses with the pitched roof? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the idea of having the window there and considering it a, a, a third level to the house, yeah. this was actually created because of a zoning regulation that allowed only for two so ground and the first floor and then a pitch floor, right. Yeah. So one really smart architect thought, I'll just add a window there, I'll keep it a pitched roof as the regulations want, and I'll just add a window and there's a floor, right. And now we have this new uh, prototype, this new typology of a, of a house, yeah. and people are building it not because the regulation said so, but because it is a really smart design. It looks beautiful, it's something that is Maybe it wouldn't have come uh, if there wasn't a zoning regulation for it, you know? Sometimes the restrictions stand follow new ideas. So now let's move on to the dreaded period between graduating from university and finding a job. How did you cope with that? Okay, so I'm going to to it was two weeks, but it started as an internship first. So, uh, so as you know, we need to do an internship for the university itself. Mm-hmm. So I was applying in that time, um, and I got an opportunity in one of the companies. They contacted me. They were like, "You're accepted," but then COVID things happened, and then I were not. I was not able to go. So I went for another one, which was in a governmental sector, and it was on site. So it was a completely different experience. You know, being on the site. Yeah, the one that we did together. Okay. <laughs> It was kind of out of what I expected from an yeah, internship. True. Yeah. And it was so different because I was not expecting to go to the site and right. to see everything that's happening on the site and to deal with the contractors and to people on site. It. Mm-hmm. it was fun. It was different. But I did not feel like this is the thing that I would like mm-hmm. to, com- to continue with. So or to like site visits? So it's a site I, I don't feel like I'm a site engineer. Site architect. Uh, no, it, it was an internship, but uh, like part of the internship was to go to the site and to sit with the site architect and like with whatever he's doing on his daily basis. Uh, so yeah, I was like observing very closely everything that they were doing. Uh, so after that uh, internship finished, um, that, wa- that was the, the one that I did during university. Mm-hmm. So when I finished, I, 
I was so afraid to get stuck in this period that you were talking about finding a job and you know I did not want to feel empty and feel like I'm just searching for so many things so I went back to the company that I was applying applying for before and I got accepted for the internship mm-hmm. and I told them I would like to do the internship now and then I went for it and after that I after the internship I was I got the offer and I yeah <laughs> then yes. I was uh, that's amazing <laughs> I yeah. got hired <laughs> So basically, uh, before starting a summer internship, I started applying. I did my LinkedIn and everything, and I was sitting two hours a day looking for jobs, sending my CVs and all of this. I finished my internship, and to be honest, I had a plan, and everything went opposite, opposite to what I planned. So I never wanted to work in a private sector. I was like, this is a big no for me. I private and government. So then there's one day that I saw this uh, I saw this on Instagram, it was uh, a job opportunity. I just sent my CV and I forgot about it. I totally forgot about it. And one day I was at the gym, they called me, they were like, can you introduce yourself? And I was like introducing myself and I'm out of breath. And then my friend was like, I'm sorry, myself at the gym. She's like, no, you did perfect. You have an interview tomorrow, come over. And I did two interviews in the same day. And I wanted to be honest to skip one, but I did both. And I wanted the other, but I got the... So you got two interviews in two different places. Yes, one is government, one is private. Okay? Oh my God. And I wanted the government, but I got the private. And I thought that I'm not going to get the private because I left to do the governmental, but then lahakt al private and I got it. You know, oh it's like God. when it's written, it's meant to be. It is. For yeah. Um, so I got it. I went to a private sector. I loved it. The, the people, the work. I've learned a lot. It was a great experience as a first job, to be mm-hmm. honest. So I always keep on telling my friends, the first opportunity you get, no matter where it is, what is it, go for it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna learn a lot. Um, this is number one. Number two, don't sit at home and do nothing because the first question they're gonna ask in an interview, what have you done since every graduate? So yeah, and between my graduation um, until I, uh, I actually started the job, it was like three months to so mm-hmm. I had a break of three months. I think I'm learning a lot from this period Right. To the level that you know you were saying, yeah, my CV is everywhere, and yeah. I was like, I was because I was scared to be honest. But until now, I know people that it's been a year and they still just But I'm gonna tell you something from what I keep on hearing from them. Mm-hmm. We want this place, we don't want that. We don't want to apply to that place because we don't want that. To me, I think that you should apply to places you want and you don't want. You don't know where is the right place for you. Go for the interview. Do the interview whatever you feel later and mm-hmm. then decide when you get the offer decide later but don't decide that i don't want them so i'm not gonna apply no mm-hmm. apply everywhere i think things look different from outside you don't know what's happening inside so yeah, try yeah, yeah try. basically and there's another thing that Anna, i don't like what they're doing mm-hmm. the students um any job opportunity I never thought that they're gonna get the job, I'm not gonna get it. 
I never thought that, no, I'm not going to send it to anyone because I want to get the job. Because I knew for the fact that if it's for me, it's going to be for me. Even if like 50 were doing this interview. Because you may have the capabilities of doing something, I may not have it. They want you, they don't want me. It's mm-hmm. fine. I would find a place that suits my capabilities, mm-hmm. a place that suits me, my personality, and everything. In uni, going together, studying for the same thing, designing the same thing, and you, you never feel like, okay, I don't need to know the schedule. I have the same schedule, just follow her. I have that mentality a lot in uni. And then you graduate and... It's a huge burden. And I feel like, um, for me, you end up thinking, did I do something wrong? Am I in the wrong place? Am I, يعني, am, am I doing the best? Right? Yeah, it's normal to feel lost right? or to feel like maybe I'm not able to adapt to the environment or I feel different. Sometimes يعني, in the first stage, feeling like you're not into the level that you want to be. Yeah. It's very normal. Just take your time in that, time, exactly. that stage adapt to the environment, take the time to just do the cultural switch thing and everything mm-hmm. and then everything will come to the point. Yeah. and you know you realize okay this was bad this was good there are there's better you know like uh, yeah you don't have to never feel like okay this is it I'm done and even now in whatever job you are Adi be open to other possibilities you know yeah right and like you don't have to feel like I will stay in this place forever خلاص, it's done exactly you don't need to end up where you start Mine are very similar to what Zane said, being quiet in the beginning. For me, it was Trying such... Normal to feel that way, and I'm not sure what I'm 
بنفس الوقت لازم هذا هالشيء يعني تحفز اكثر من ما انه هي يعني لازم تشجعك انك انت تسوين تقدمين بروف يور سيلف بس نفس الوقت ما يحبطك انه ترى انا ما اعرف بالعكس تعلمي اف يو دونت يو ستوب ليرنينج خلاص اي جوت ذس باي ذا ماي مانجر اي مكان تداومين يو دونت ليرن خلاص ما يسا تاخذين شيء منهم طلعي ف بعدين خلاص تعودت على المكان تعودت على الناس بالعكس كانوا وايد يفكرون فيه وايد اشياء ف ذات بوينت واز رونج اكشلي ان انا ام فريش It's very good to have a mentor in this uh, yeah. situation, mm-hmm. someone who can tell you if you're doing right or wrong, if you need to improve something. It's very important to find this person. One of the things that uh, one of my friends, he told me about this in the beginning of my career. He said, you need to have the mentality of you want to come to the place, make a difference, you want to put your touch. Even the way that you go to work is, the, is different. It's like, I, I want to leave something here. Mm-hmm. It's not just about taking, it's also about giving. The kind of personalities that you deal with, it's... It's very different, you know, people come from so many different backgrounds, different than school, at least for us, we studied in the same place, you know, most of the people that were in university were very close to us or to our background. In working environment, it's different, mm-hmm. so you need to just kind of know that these personalities, they're not tailored for you, they're not tailored for the way that you want them to be and the way that you want them to work. You need to kind of know how to communicate with them, how to, even if this personality, you don't like it or you don't feel like you're comfortable working with a lot, you need to kind of know how to deal with it. Don't expect that, okay, you're going to go and say, I don't want to work with this personality and that's it. No, just to try to kind of adapt. Let's go to the lifestyle and the work-life balance. Does and it exist? Starting, work-life balance. starting with, يعني من ساعة كم تبدون دوامي من ساعة كم. Personally, I'm going to start one hour. After work, sometimes I go Sometimes I go out with my friends or like I do an activity or like gym. You have a couple of hours mm-hmm. you can enjoy it yourself. But how do you balance it? Don't That's feel pressured. If, <laughs> it's not, if, it's not, if it's not balanced, it's fine. Oh my god. <laughs> I do not have that balance in university days. But at least it's like... You're learning. But in university days, when work life and no... University days ended like a couple of uh, weeks and a coffee submission. Plus you push yourself. Uh, you work like uh, 24 hours. My weekend. Yeah. Two, three weeks. But after the submission, you go back to your normal life. Yeah. But uh, work life is different. We're living the same routine every day. Oh, sort of. I'm not sure if I'm going to I need to go out. I think you need to do these things that kind of feed your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Something you're interested in, some hobby or whatever, something that you like to do outside of working hours, Mm -hmm. you need to do that. Like, don't leave that behind. So, we don't really know if work life balance exists, Mm -hmm. but we try our best. Yeah. Um, And personally, what I do, I try to divide the things that I want to do through the week. Because I. I try to do many things like uh, going to the gym, doing some artwork, doing competition, doing whatever. So I can't do that in one day every day. So like I, okay, I divide it through, through the week. I think this is the way that I kind of find my balance. This day, for example, three days I'm going to focus on the gym. Two days I'm going to focus on my work. Okay, so for me, I used to work from 8.30 until 6. It's draining to be honest. 
بس ما حسيت اتس تريننج لين ما بس كنت عادي يعني عقب الدوام بطلع اي ويل سي ماي فرندز جيم واز بيج اكس فور مي اليوم بخلص بسرعه بخلص بسرعه يعني اخلص ست لين ما اوصل للمكان اللي ابغاه مثلا ليتس جو بصير في اوصل ست ونص ست واربعين على زحمه اللي كنت طالع من الدوام برد البيت اذا خلصت يلا برد البيت ام غانا رش ماي سيلف Here, time management, time management, time management. It is important. It's a thing, but sometimes people overuse it. Like you, you can't say that okay, I have 100 things to do, and I'm gonna manage my time. You need to also manage your energy and right. be realistic when you're managing your time. So as you said, like if you're feeling that you don't have the energy, then go recharge yourself and then yes. come back. Mm-hmm. I heard this somewhere. You have to spend time on how you spend your time. And I also heard another thing from the podcast, The Psychology of Your Twenties. Um, the host of this podcast, I can't remember her name, but she was talking about something her therapist told her, which is to include four things in your weekend. Something cognitive, something new to learn, a book to read, uh, a software and design to learn about, then something physical, work out, uh, do something, you know, and jo- something joyful. So for me, joyful is like visiting family, going out with friends. And the fourth one was something productive. So uh, kind of setting up for the week ahead. Yani organizing my closet, setting up my desk, cleaning, whatever. And I feel like since I've started that, I felt so much better about my weekend. And it's not only the joyful thing that makes you happy. Productive. Right. When you do, like, if I fill my weekend with just joyful things, going out, having fun, on the weekend, I feel drained, even though I should be ready for the next week. 
sometimes maybe you just want to have a joyful week and very normal but yeah. also try to as we said feed your soul exactly do the things that you love do things that makes you feel productive get your energy back true I have small many days we used to collect all nighters and then we used to spend the weekends at the university just sit in front of the laptop finish the work for submission and for grades, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Best, if I can go back in time, I would not do that. I mean, since we're speaking about uh, life balance and time management, I figured out after Sinan, the senior year. When I'm tired, I used to go to bed and sleep. When I wake up, believe me, I used to finish the things that I need to do really quickly. It was other than when I used to sit all night trying to because خلاص things and advising people that are studying architecture those days take rest and sleep and then if not, okay so we uh, discussed your work struggles mm-hmm. and work-life balance now I really want to know what you dream to do what your aspirations are and what your interests are in architecture because it's such a huge field there's urban design there's uh, AI sustainability there's the different aspects of residential commercial buildings there's interior design there's uh, I want to render there's I want to uh, deal with the clients there's a lot to it (laughs) I'm currently working on architecture or urban design I'm really loving the urban same time, I want to take courses on the interior because it's up in the market. I feel like we have to take a basic architecture so when you work with clients or with consultants, you know what they're talking about. They know how to do it. For me, um, I want to pursue masters. And what exactly? <laughs> the question. Uh, sometimes I feel like I can be pure art. What about you, Rad? Uh, for me, I think I want to dig more into design and technology. I'm trying to explore more in these things, AI, design. I feel like I was interested somehow in the future buildings and the sci-fi movies and these things yeah. like since I was a kid. But somehow, it, you know, I discovered the topic after graduation and like I wanted to... Uh, make it a bit more related to my professional work. You know, it's not like um, yani, relating the design to AI, relating the design to the future, and thinking about how will our future buildings look like, how will our future lifestyles uh, reflect on the buildings and design. is something very interesting to me, and I think I'm trying to move more for, uh, towards this pathway. I'm still trying to explore in yeah. this uh, field, but uh, yeah, it's very interesting for me. That's a huge topic. I mean, you hear the metaverse, you hear AI, and you're like, okay, but why? But why do we need this? How can we, right? Yeah. There's so many questions There's about a lot. it right now. Mm-hmm. And everyone is trying to kind of explore in different ways, uh, reflect it in different ways to architecture, to lifestyle, to something that will be actually used and people will actually live in. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so far it's in the very early stage. So. Do you think we can do an episode 
in Architects Real Talk discussing architecture and the metaverse. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right? The reality of it. Like, what is it? How can we use it? Is it just a word that people... Is it just a trend or is it something that we can apply? You See, know? at a certain point, I also thought that it's just a trend. Right? At a certain point, everyone... Was, you hear yeah, that a many lot. Many people think about yeah. it in this way. Um, and I cannot tell you so far if it's just a trend or if it's something really happening. Mm-hmm. For me, I know that it's something there and will definitely be there in the future. I'm, I'm not really an expert in that field at all, uh, but I think it just depends on the way that we use it. Mm-hmm. If people continue in a way that, okay, it's just a trend and uh, we want to advertise in this way and all of that, yeah. then it will fade away eventually. But right. if they actually put something that can be used, then yeah, it will be part of the future. But for me, personally, mm-hmm. I don't think that it would be just there, you know, it will be just a hybrid thing between the real world and the virtual world. I agree. Because we're humans eventually, we will not just live there. Yeah, I feel like the, in that episode, we'll find out really why, where did it start. Yeah. I remember I heard a podcast uh, episode about this, and it was discussing the beginning of the metaverse, and it was about a place called Second Life. Yeah, you okay. heard about it, right? Yeah. And they were just, it was the beginning of the metaverse and uh, a life other than this life <laughs> and building the creating outside of this physical life. Mm. And I think it will be amazing to think how, as architects, how really we can use it, you know? Yes. Architecture and the metaverse is one of the topics that we will tackle in Architects Real Talk. And I think that is it for this episode. We started from the very beginning, how we got into where we are today, how we moved through it, and the advice and the lessons we've learned. Thank you all for listening, and see you next time.